Coming at you live from the heart of Lincoln, America. This is Old School. Sponsored by the Mercado by Certified Piedmontese. Broadcasting veteran Derek Pearson. When you find something that moves them, that makes them smile, celebrate it. That's your task. That's your superpower. Nebraska Football Hall of Famer Jay Foreman. Rifles a pass. It was tipped. It's picked off by Foreman. He's at the 15, 10, 5. He'll score! On 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. That's right. Same crew back at it here for old school. Not on the block. We cross it over. We're going another segment. Strick, thanks for sticking around. Kenny will be here next couple hours. DP in in just a little bit. But we go to the phones. Honda Flingin' Hotline. Welcome in, Jay Foreman. Jay, how about that Mercado? Certified Pete Monty, special ingredients and butcher shop located at 84th and Hadlock. Every type of meat and every type of cut. Go in there and ask them what's up. It's been uh, about two or three beautiful days. Obviously good temperatures, no wind. So there's no excuse uh, not to go down and uh, get some all, all, any type of meat that you want to throw it on the grill. They even have fish and seafood to throw it on the grill. So there's no excuse to go in there and uh, see what they have going on. So we appreciate their support. Uh, makes us uh, be able to do old school and uh, sound good. And, uh, you know, anytime we're on the live stream, it's got to look good. So uh, it's all good in the hood when it comes to the Mercado. Let, let me guess, you're in the clubhouse at the golf course, huh? No, I ain't in the clubhouse with no golf. He was golfing man. yesterday, it's, so uh, I figured you you were doing it again today. Oh yeah, <laughs> hey, that's, that's charity work, man. I do uh, the charity work and do the golf course, you know. But uh, besides that, you know, I'm feeling like a villain. You were suited. Hey, I, I got a question for you. Did you know uh, the details of that information that I shared a little bit earlier? That. About what? That Michael Jordan that. was that close to being that. a New York Knicks. I, I did. Knew, I, knew that. I did know that, man. And, and that, no, wouldn't that have been crazy? Strict. I knew that because you know what? People didn't realize how much influence that Spike Lee had over that as well. When he was doing Air Jordan, Air Jordan, Air Jordan. If you know, you know what the Mike is. That was Mike and him setting the stage for it. And mm. uh, it, it's interesting that people don't understand the backstories of all that stuff. I'm gonna tell you another interesting you one, know, Strict, you know, Strict, you because. You are, uh, you know, obviously a professional baseball player. David Ortiz started out with the Minnesota Twins and wanted, in this day and time, a measly million dollars from the pole lads that they were the owners of the Twins. They said no, offered him 450 went to the Boston Red Sox for a million dollars, and the rest is history. Mm. It's crazy how when you think of where mm. guys could have went and, and you, know, what, you know, what the deals that, when you think of it, the, the the lack of forward thinking, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Or what brought what got you know the Chicago Bulls to actually pay Michael Jordan? Right. So they didn't want to so do it, just do it. it. Yeah. But the man earned it. Yeah. He just won you three oh, yeah, championships. Yeah. Tenfold. You know, and they really underpaid him. And right. The NBA should have checked, uh, chipped in some yep. for the TV ratings yep. and, and stuff like that. So you know, really at the time, you remember when Jordan made 36 million the last year or two with Chicago and everybody's like, oh, that was too much. You know, that was actually low market value. <laughs> yeah. Right. Really, when, when when you think what he'd done and the, and the level that he was playing. So, um, there's few, I mean, there's a lot of players that sometimes get overpaid. I heard you talk about Juwan Howard, uh, so forth and so on when he got that contract. And my Aunt Judy uh, worked for the Bullets and the Wizards at that time. 
and him and Chris Webber, they were like, we got to get them two brothers away from each other because they're doing too much. But when Juwan got that, I do remember that Tim Duncan and the big ticket, uh, Kevin Garnett back then, uh, yep. in because I was obviously living yep. in Minnesota in the off season. And, uh, you know, he hit Minnesota over the head, not one time, but two times. And so uh, it's interesting how all these things and the dynamics of it, you know, especially with, you know, our, you know, you talk about Bobby Wood Jr., who's the number two pick. You know how how long they can wait, and you got to strike when the iron's hot. Heard Kenny talking about you know leverage with the, you know the you know with the you know the recruits and stuff, and and how you can use the leverage, and sometimes you use your leverage too long, mm-hmm. and uh, sometimes you, you know really if you and, and you talked about Antonio Brown, and sometimes you know you have to. Here's the thing about leverage that people don't understand, and this is different than recruiting because they're not even at their peak you know, physically and, and, you know, leverage-wise. Some are, some aren't. Professional football players, and especially your leverage is good when you're at your peak and when you're a consistent football player and you haven't been injured, but you're always available. And the leverage is tied to the organization, right? Pittsburgh is an organization that's been known to draft players, develop them, and sign them back. Mm-hmm. New England, kind of like the same, right? But they, and they, New England and Seattle – they're, you know, they're like late round free agent type of guys. You play good, you get second, third contract. Where Antonio Brown missed the mark three or four times. And it's funny, as dumb as he is and as <laughs> stupid acting that he is, he's had leverage like three or four times. So, and then the thing is, he did, he missed the mark of was his act matching up with his production. And football players, besides quarterbacks, generally, especially receivers, you can decline faster. And here's why. Ownership pays the offensive coordinator and head coach. If they want to eliminate you, mm-hmm. they will not throw the ball. Mm-hmm. And sometimes they can make a player a lot better than he actually is by feeding him the rock. And I'm telling you, it happens all the time. If you don't think that ownership has, has a, 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 like a tab on you know, when you can hit incentives, and when you hit bonuses, you crazy. New England is is historically known with Bill Belichick to freeze guys out when they need to hit escalators mm-hmm. in their contract. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I've been a part of that where I hit a couple, and you know, Buffalo wasn't didn't care, and neither did Houston. And this is the problem I have with Antonio Brown. This is lets me know personality wise, he has no loyalty, and he's a dangerous brother to hang out with. Tom Brady overfed him when they won a Super Bowl, so he could hit a two million dollar escalator. He turns around and talks crazy about Tom Brady. Right. See, I let you know Antonio Brown. There's, right. There's, there's about three or four names you never disrespect when you're playing football. The Mannings, okay. Brady, I'm sure there's a few of them. Probably, you know, TJ and JJ Watt. And, you know, there's a few that you can think of after that. See, when he does that, they legally get rid of him. And, um, you know, Terrell Owens had a little bit of that when McNabb mm-hmm. and then he kind of went at his quarterback. He went mm-hmm. at Jeff Garcia, questioned his. He questioned his uh, manhood, per se. Once you start doing that, you set yourself up for failure because then they start to go past your production. And if your production isn't superior, right? So when T.O. Like, left the league, he still was a top 15, 20 receiver. But then you got young guys coming in and doing the same or about the same, or if they can do it with two or three guys, then all of a sudden now you're eliminated out the league. Now, is it fair? No. Is it just? No, but it is a reality. And so the leverage, you, you have to strike when the iron's hot, and you continue to have leverage as long as you keep your, your eyes dotted and your T's crossed 
and the perfect example is, is John Morant. If I'm Adam Silver, I know you talked about him here, and I know I'm going to hit two or three different things. Listen here, Strick, I'm going to tell you this. The quiet one, you need to watch out for. I'm telling you this right now. You test Adam Silver's gangster. Okay. Mm-hmm. Testing. I'm telling you this right now. You back him into a corner, mm-hmm. you're gonna make an example out of you. Facts. And I and and and, if, and I will be thoroughly disappointed if Adam Silver doesn't make an example out of John Morant mm-hmm. because when you you have to listen closely to the interview that he hit that he had. He said he was shocked. Shocked. Mm-hmm. He said that he he said we thought I thought we talked about this. Mm-hmm. He, he said we talked about the do's and the don'ts and the ramifications. He's like a parent that feels like a kid lied to him. And when you have somebody that like that in that position that he feels lied to, he's going to go to the Shaquille O'Neal's, the Barkley's, the guys that understand it. I'm telling you, he, he is, he's embarrassed, yeah. right? Yeah. Because when, when, when it comes out that John Morant said that he ain't changing for nobody, I'm telling you, man. I, I mean, I could get into this the, the whole – the whole big picture of it, um, the whole thing of like they pay you a type, they pay you in that money. Yeah, you might have earned it, but you with that money comes uh, unwritten contract. It's, mm-hmm. it's like a it's like a morality contract, mm-hmm. right? We're paying you this money, so we expect you to act like you have consent, right? We're, right, right, and, and we can take it away from you, and we'll find a way to take it away. They took thirty nine million away from you. It's a supermax which not a lot of people talked about. I talked about it like a week or two ago, I think, with Austin. They took $39 million away from you. That was that didn't shake you up, right? That didn't get mm. your mm. – that didn't that didn't phase you, right? It didn't. I mean, $39 million didn't phase you. Okay. Well, let's see if we can dig into your pockets a little bit more. A little more bit more. deeper. Let's see. <clears throat> and yeah, you know they don't get paid if they don't play, so that, that that's – that's gonna hit different because you ain't touched the big right. one yet, and 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 here's right. one I'm gonna throw at you too because you'll be very familiar with this because of uh, your your Minnesota ties. Uh, over lever over leverage over consideration of thinking you have leverage when you don't. Latrell Sprewell. <laughs> oh, right. The choke artist. Right, finish. <laughs> Latrell Sprewell had a deal on the table, thought he overleveraged himself. From the Timberwolves. Talk to me. Go ahead. I'm done. Hey, I was up there, and I see him and Sammy Cassell, sweet sweet Sammy Cassell. He was like the mayor of Minneapolis for a little bit. And remember your your boy, uh, Jose Lima, Lima Timer was up there. Love Lima Timer. Sprewell. Listen to what he did, man. I'm telling you, this is one thing I I would implore brothers not to do. Don't talk about your finances in the media. When he said that's not enough to feed my family, and here's why. This is the one lesson I learned from one of my friends. A name is actually his name, Lloyd Parker. He played at Kansas State basketball. He worked at Bank of America, and me and him, you know, I met him uh, in this, you know, black businessman group in Charlotte. Still talk to him to this day. He worked for Equifax now. Big shout out to Lloyd Parker. He's a guy. He's actually was a mentor. He's a little bit older. Uh, he told me. He said, "Listen, man." This is the thing that people don't do. You brother, these brothers in this sounds the NFL, but the NBA don't understand. There's people out here to work nine to five. I go to work every day at the bank. When you start talking reckless like that, the big the big people that own these banks and corporations they start looking at you crazy. Mm-hmm. And then that's how they'll take the money away from you. Yeah, you get what I'm saying. And then and they'll then they'll let you they'll really make you eat those words. And so. 
John Morancy, he's 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 on thinner ice than he thinks he is. Facts. He'll be playing over there for the Shanghai, you know, Kings or whatever. Like Dwight Howard, there, like like Dwight Howard, trying to live his best life, and he'll and, and he'll he'll realize you can be excommunicated out this league out of a professional sport like no other, because the thing is that guys don't understand. Michael Jordan and LeBron and Brady. Um, and those guys, they're no, they're they're like the one percent of the one percent of the one. There's there's like go, when I went into the NFL, there was I knew there was no way in in, in hell that unless things added up perfectly for me, that I was even going to reach the magnitude of what my father did, who should be in the NFL, let alone to where they're at. So what is so what the these brothers don't understand? You are a peon of you're, you're like a lot of a little small peon, right? You're a great talent. But if you mess it up and you make the league look bad, look bad, and if you make sponsorships look bad and sponsors look bad, they'll get you up out of there, man. Jay, they'll get th- you up out of there, and you'll just be a guy. Jay, thanks for popping in. Kevin Myers in the building. We got to get to Thirsty Thursday. You're uh, in tomorrow. Hey, man, that's cool. Kevin, Ke- hey, look, I'll take the backseat to Kevin. I know it's Thirsty Thursday. Strick's been there consistently. Nope, he's I'm not in today. Yes, I see I how am. it is, man. I see how it is. And Kenny didn't turn, turn cold on me, too. Whoa. My partner in crime has turned on Never. me. Never. Never. You know what, Kenny? I miss you, I'm bro. I'm going to pop up on y'all like a Pop-Tart. Man. No, you won't. <laughs> Jay Foreman, thanks a ton. We'll talk to you tomorrow. We'll step aside here for just a sec. Thirsty Thursday is Kevin Meyer, Myers Cork and Bottle after this. You're listening to Old School with DP and Jay. Download the mobile app and listen wherever you are on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com.